Almighty God, grant that we and all the people of this land may have grace to maintain our liberties in righteousness and in peace through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. I begin with words that are familiar to each and every one of you. <clears throat> we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Obviously, those words come from the Declaration of Independence. You know, America, uh, America is more than a place just to hang your hat, as it were. America, our country, represents and stands for a value system, a system of values that most of us believe in very, very strongly and care about very, very deeply. The, our, our value system, the, the value system of this country has to do with the innate worth of every human being. Whoever they are, wherever they are. Some years ago, um, a number of years ago, I, I spent one year at Kent School in Kent, Connecticut. Uh, as the um, assistant chaplain, and I taught seventh grade boys religion. It took me about a month to realize that I was not Bob Wismer. I didn't know Bob Wismer then, but it took me about a month to realize that my calling was not to be spending the rest of my life trying to teach seventh grade boys religion, especially when they didn't even get a grade for the class. They just had to show up. So you can imagine, it was rather interesting. So it didn't take, I was there one year, but in the spring of that year, uh, this one boy's parents invited me to come and uh, speak uh, in the Linton series at their church, uh, kind of on the western side of New Jersey. And so I drove down there and I passed through Princeton and as I headed west out of Princeton, I came across um, what's called the Princeton Battlefield. Have any of you by any chance ever been there? The Princeton Battlefield. Uh, to be perfectly honest, perfectly candid, I had never heard of it. But I stopped. And it's just this large field, um, kind of looks like a beautiful vacant lot, really. There are no rusty artillery pieces. There aren't stacks of cannonballs around. It's just a beautiful, green, open space. And <clears throat> it's dotted with a few oak trees here and there. <clears throat> and it's sort of bordered by some beautiful New Jersey woods. When I was there, I had a couple of hours before I needed to get to where I was going, which was only about 20 or 25 miles away. So I took the time to read each marker and these markers traced the movements of the colonial forces and the British troops. 
and how this engagement sort of involved and what happened. I walked around a, uh, a farmhouse, it's the Thomas Clark Farmhouse, in which a colonial general, Hugh Mercer, died. He was wounded in this battle, he was taken to this farmhouse, and interestingly enough, I don't know what this says to you, but interestingly enough, both American, not American yet, but colonial and British physicians tended to this general, and he subsequently died. I walked out to the western part of this field, kind of up a slope, and um, there's a small little monument there, nothing big, but just a small monument, and this is what it says. This is hallowed ground. Across this field, in the early light of January the 3rd, 1777, George Washington's colonials defeated British regulars for the first time in the long struggle for American independence. For the first battle that the colonial American troops won. Nearby, uh, there's another little monument. It's to the young men who died there that winter morning. And they're all buried there. There are 21 British regulars, 15 American, including this general. 36 young men died on that field January the 3rd, 1777. And they're all buried there side by side. And I recall standing there for a pretty long period of time. There was no one else around. Things were very, very quiet. And I couldn't help but think. I just, I, I just had this overwhelming sense that I can recall like it happened yesterday of how very precious freedom is and how very costly the continued existence of it is. And how every generation since, for the most part, has had to pay a price. Beginning, if you will, on that cold morning with 36 deaths. Today we celebrate the 240th birthday of our country, 240 years. And you can't help but wonder how many have died in the service of their country, defending the freedom that we enjoy today. Among so much that, that I would want to say this day, I, I would say to you, and, and, and whether you agree or not, with everything that's going on at present in our country, or if you agree or not with various wars that we've fought, some certainly we would probably all agree have been necessary, maybe some others not so much. But what we would agree on, I think without a doubt, <clears throat> is that freedom and our continued existence as a nation are absolutely precious.
and are very, very fragile. It's something that we cannot take for granted. And that this freedom we enjoy, and maybe unfortunately fall into the trap of taking for granted, that this freedom we enjoy has been paid for by the self-sacrifice and the laying down of life of so many who have gone before and in our present time. I'm grateful for this country. Our country indeed was founded on, a, on, on an incredible idea that human beings have worth and dignity. Hold that up to some of the things that are going on this day and age in this world. And we as a country believe that human beings have worth and dignity, that every human conscience is sacred, and that no one, no state, has the right to violate or coerce it. And that's an idea, that's a value system worth living for, worth speaking about, acting on, and dying for. Maybe you know this or not, but in the back of our Book of Common Prayer, there is a section of prayers, and all sorts of things are prayed for, or individual prayers back there. And there is one prayer for our country. And I can't recall, I had to have been maybe four or five, no, no older than six, when somehow, some way, this particular prayer uh, began to be very part of, of who I am. It, it just has always been a part of my life. It's entitled, A Prayer for Our Country. And I would ask you just simply as you remain seated uh, to bow your heads as we pray. Almighty God, you have given us this good land for our heritage. Grant that we may always be a people mindful of thy favor and glad to do thy will. Bless our land with honorable industry, sound learning, and pure manners. Save us from violence, discord, and confusion, from pride and arrogance, and from every evil way. Defend our liberties and fashion into one united people, the multitudes brought hither out of many kindreds and tongues, and do with the spirit of wisdom those to whom in thy name we entrust the authority of government, that there may be justice and peace at home, and that through obedience to thy law we may show forth thy praise among the nations of the earth. In the time of prosperity, fill our hearts with thankfulness, and in the day of trouble, suffer not our trust in thee to fail. All of which we ask through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.